companies that want to reach net zero don't operate in isolation. They have to deal with stakeholders and companies that are connected to directly to that activity. What is the situation of the companies that have plans to reach net zero? Are they actually involving their external stakeholders, those who participate in that processes? Or are there any problems with those sort of relations? I think many companies include their external stakeholders, but they include them very late in the game. As an example, if you're looking at a corporate that is in a high carbon business, they have many suppliers who are producing and who are supplying a number of raw materials, components to this corporate. You have some key clients that also have net zero transition plans and they also need to reach net zero by 2050 and they are also making plans to decarbonize. Their key investors, I'm not saying every investor on their shareholder register, I'm saying some of your key investors are going to be able to provide a lot of insights. So they also need to be involved as part of this process. A number of channel partners through whom you're distributing your products, they also need to be involved as part of this, this transition. So you've got to create almost like a, I can say, an action network around your company. And that needs to happen right at the start. And there are a couple of reasons why we say it needs to start right when you have net zero targets in place and start engaging all of these external stakeholders. Is that if you're thinking about implementing, if you're thinking about implementing net zero in your process, there is a good chance that you will need to work with many of your key suppliers. Once you identify who your major suppliers are, start engaging with them at the point when you have targets in place. And these targets are also set for short and medium term, near term kind of targets, which many of the companies have also set. Like 2030, I want to reduce emissions by 30% in my scope one and scope two. And I want to reduce maybe another 20% in scope three emissions. Fantastic. Once you've got those targets in place, start engaging your suppliers as part of this part of this process. Because they also need to have pretty similar action plans. So if you have to reduce 30%, they also need to be engaged as part of this process. So if you're talking scope two and you have maybe a utility company from whom you procure your your sources of energy like gas and electricity, then obviously they need to be engaged at this particular point of time. Similarly, a number of your customers would also have pretty similar short and midterm targets. And many of the large corporates as well as governments that you might be working with, they also have these targets in place. They also need to reduce emissions drastically by 2030 or by 2035, whatever is that number. So it will be a good idea to form this network 
early on at the point when you have interim targets, short and mid-range targets in place. At that point, start engaging this action network. And one of the reasons why you need to engage with all of these stakeholders is that there is a lot of knowledge sharing that is possible. A lot of the insights that can be shared. And if you have a key vendor with whom you've been working for the last 15 years and you figure out that their products are high carbon and then you're not going to go around and find another vendor in the States. You want to help them get through this process along with you. Why would you want to ditch a vendor who's been supplying for the last 10 years, who's been working with you for the last 10 years, 15 years? Why do you want to, why do you want to ditch that and go identify another vendor? If that is the only option, then yes. But if you want to create that environment of support as a large corporate, you want to create that environment of support wherein your vendors, your channel partners are also being trained they also have access to the same level of insights and best practices which you have. So they can also transform their business processes pretty much at the same pace as you. And the same holds good for many of your key customers as well. So you might be working with large construction firms, like if you're into steel or cement, you might be working with large construction firms. And you essentially want to work with them, work with them through this process, bring them up to speed in terms of how you are transforming your business, learn from them in terms of what they are seeing in the market, and also learn from them in terms of what their customer demands are. So it is, in reality, it is the person at the end of the pipe who's making these decisions. So if you're into steel or cement and you work for a, maybe a, one of your key customers is, just say, a housing developer and that housing developer is building homes, maybe it is that eco-friendly buyer who is then driving this whole process for you. You've got to connect this whole value chain. And quite similarly with investors, your key investors can provide a lot of insights from the market. Similarly, your key investors want to support you through this journey. They want to work with you through this journey. The more you engage them, the more you bring them up to speed, they're going to be more than happy to work with you. And if you have needs, not just capital needs, but if you have needs in terms of being able to be introduced to somebody else in another market, that, that they might have a connection. Your key investors could be an excellent conduit for this to take place. And you could learn, you could get best practices from another, another region, for instance, or your investors can take your case study and talk about it to other portfolio companies, which means that you are getting a much better name, not just from the market, but through your investor as well. There are a lot of benefits from this, but there are a few pitfalls as well. And I would say one of the one of the pitfalls in this kind of an engagement process is there is no structured engagement mechanism at this particular point. Do we have a platform that will help you go through this process 
in a structured way, step by step? Are you able to share insights? Are you able to share data? Without oversharing, of course, you don't want to share any confidential information, any trade secrets or whatever. You want to make sure that the information that is being shared is going to be useful for the external stakeholders, essentially the ones that are part of this value chain. But at the same time, you don't want to overshare as well. Is there a platform that can help you with this? No. There are a number of templates that are available, which means that you will need to start building this pretty much on your own. You've got to start building this completely on your own. You've got to have maybe email or you might want to organize Zoom meetings or you might want to have like vendor conferences. You can't get everybody into the room. So you might want to do this multiple times. You might want to share information over a sort of, let's say, a vendor portal. All these are possible today. All these are possible today. And another challenge that I also see is when when you have key customers getting to know the transformation that you are going through, there is a good chance that some of your customers might not have exactly the same transformational goals as you or the set of values exactly as you. A clear case in this, this sort of a situation is it's a game of chops. Some of your customers might choose not to work with you and some other customers might choose to work with you. Similarly, you can also have the choice who you want to work with. If you're going ecologically and environmentally sustainable, financially sustainable, there is a good chance that many large buyers would be more interested in. But another challenge that can also happen is from your vendor's perspective, there are a number of vendors who are not going to have the same level of capital for them to to be able to implement these interventions. So they might have a capital need, which you might be able to fulfill, or you might be able to refer them to some other organization which might be able to help. But, but by going through this process, there are a number of benefits, but there are a couple of pitfalls as well. But always be aware of that. One pitfall is it can be very cumbersome just because of the fact that there is no single engagement mechanism that is available today in order to do this. And another one is people make their choices based on these. It's, this is an interesting aspect because if you just take one second to just step away and try to have this helicopter view, you can probably clearly see that it should be apparent to a company that operates in whatever sector that the relations that they have with their stakeholders are just as important in order to reach net zero. As we've seen now, apparently there is no mechanism for those companies to kind of come together. Are there any possible solutions to this? Because again, once we see the problem, well, supposedly someone is also thinking of a way to resolve Correct. Um, yep. Do you yep. see this happening or what would be a possible sure. solution? To On the Helix platform, we are building this capability. We are building this capability at this stage. Okay. Currently, it is possible for corporates to work with their key suppliers and with their investors. But we are also building the capability to bring in other distribution partners, channel partners, as they call them, as well as customers onto the platform as well. And they can all work together. But I think this corporate engagement as an area itself 
is one of those, I would say, tech blind spots. There is no tech in this game at all. At a maximum, the tech that I would have seen is maybe like a web portal or some email-based sequencing. Some of them actually run this through some marketing automation tools. And they use these marketing automation tools to send out emails and they create some web portals. That's at best what I've seen. When companies started off with ESG, there was a lot of need for data. And I would say a lot of the tech uh, focus went into data. And again, sustainability and carbon emissions, et cetera, et cetera. People started going more into the data. But here I can say this is more like, a, as I said, it's a blind spot. Nobody's actually actively looked into it, not just from a net zero perspective, but on the whole corporate engagement doesn't have any tech at all. So if you're a large, com- large company, let's say you have, uh, you're a, say, a publicly listed firm and you engage with thousands of vendors, you have a number of maybe hundreds of key customers, large customers, and you have a number of investors, partners, etc. How do you bring them onto a platform? How do you connect with them? How do you engage with them? There is no, there's no tech that is available today. Helix is working on this very specifically for the net zero transition. And we call this as the net zero action network. But that is only that. It's only a net zero focused solution. But the industry needs something much, much larger. Because this engagement can be beneficial, not just from a net zero perspective, but from a number of other factors. Number of other areas requires this level of corporate engagement. And any person who is maybe head of investor relations would know very clearly how terrible that job is in terms of corporate engagement, how difficult it is to send out emails, get confirmations, get people to to look at the investor investor relations page, send out AGM notices. It is very difficult. But yeah. Maybe after listening to this episode of the podcast, some tech entrepreneurs will come up with a solution for corporate engagement. There's a good chance somebody might might actually listen to it. Ah, corporate engagement, never thought of. There's so many companies out there who don't don't use any such systems. Yeah, there's definitely a possibility there. Might be like a green tech sort of a problem. Yes. Yes. Possibly yeah. opportunity yeah. also such companies to come and start playing them like Correct. To, to solve this problem Correct. yeah that's that's very interesting again something that seems revealing of something that should be known but it's not yes. known enough yes feels like again interesting and illuminating as always thank you very much Rubius. thanks for and uh